Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle. Yes, sir. We're video game players. We are. Right? And and all different kind of genres. We love, I know you, uh, you love, uh, is it, uh, what is it, Red Dead Redemption? What's the <laughs> yeah? Red Dead is the cowboy one. I, I, yes, I'm, I'm, I really love the first one, and I am really terrible at the second one, so I stopped playing. But third person action is my is my genre. Okay, like yes, right. Tomb Raider, Uncharted, Assassin's Creed, like that kind of stuff. I like to see my guy running around. There we go. Okay, now one of the things I love about that genre of video game is the one against all. Yeah, right. And the, one of the first games I think of when I think of that is uh, Dynasty Warriors, not the first one. The first yes. one was more like a one-on-one fighting game, but yep. then later versions. And I think they're up to nine now, which I couldn't believe. Well, the, the, the Dynasty Warriors has been a fascinating. You're, you're correct, except that they, they keep iterating. So then there's, also, there's Dynasty Warriors. Then there's also Samurai Warriors. Then there's oh. also Warriors Orochi. Which combines characters from Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors. And now that same formula has gone over to Nintendo. So we have Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors. And on the PlayStation side, we have Dragon Quest Warriors. So the Warriors are all over the place. Uh, also, did I mention I love these games? Okay, so can I just say this? I, yeah. love when, I love when anybody brings up a topic and like, I'm going to talk about this topic. And then yeah. the person that you're with is like... <laughs> Oh no, you oh, know um, nothing. Actually. You goob. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> that's, that's all okay. And I and I think I played like one of the early ones, maybe PlayStation, PlayStation 2, right? And I love that game. More recently, maybe in the last 10 years, I know there was a popular uh game series called uh Dead Rising, which was basically oh, the yes. one against zombies, and it was you against everybody. I love those types of the types of those games, right? And I and they're they're hack and slash. I mean, they're you know sometimes those games are not they're they're button smashers. You're just trying to sure. see the visuals of taking the, all these things out. You know what it reminds me of is in the 1980s arcades, Robotron 2084. Ah, and my one of my favorite games is that idea iterated. You know, probably ten years later, called Smash TV. I that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> so Smash TV. Yeah. Uh, this is we've been doing this. We've been doing this for a long time. Haven't yeah. We? So Smash TV, 1990 arcade game created by Eugene Jarvis and Mark Turmel for Williams. And I think Jarvis was one of the co-creators of Robotron. So that's the connection. That's why those games okay. are very similar. Yeah. Because one of the guys actually went along and that's what he did. He did that game. Um, Smash TV. Smash TV. You're a contestant on a dystopian television show, and it's borrowing themes from movies like RoboCop and The Running Man. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It's over the top. Yeah. It's gratuitous. Yeah. Every level starts out with uh, the announcer saying, big money, big <laughs> prizes. I love it. I'm telling you. And, and okay, and by the way, yeah, this there's, game, p- there's like literally piles of cash piles on of the cash. board that you have to run and collect all this stuff. And the great thing about the game is, guess what? You'd say, oh, it's a joystick and a fire yeah. button. No, there's no fire button. There's two joysticks. Yeah. Because you're always firing. That's right. <laughs> and you're just controlling the guy. Arcade 1-Up. If anybody from Arcade 1-Up is listening. Yes. Please. Please. Please really smash TV. Yes. That I would get that I, game. We- <laughs> It, like it's 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 right at the edge of my memory, but I believe there actually was a sequel to Smash TV called Total Carnage. Yes. Oh. So put, there you go. 
arcade one up. I've done half the work for you. Put those two games together. And put Robotron the and Robotron. I would be happy if they would just put them out so that you could buy them now. I don't think they're even available. Like on you know on Xbox or PlayStation. They did no, released not, at one point, current. but not yeah. currently. And I think when they were released for uh, consoles at some point, they were like in the mm-hmm. 90s. They changed the name. I forget what the name was, but it was a variation of Smash TV. Yeah. Can I tell you? That's that's all I could think of when, I, when we when we when I watched <laughs> oh, this minute. Interesting, because I, I have I have a, a similar reference. So let me let me get to what what brought it to mind to me as we get into minute one hundred eight of Iron Man two from two thousand and ten, directed by John Favreau. Because I also had a video game thing, but uh, while those are are very good and it makes me it makes me uh, you give me a rush of endorphins just remembering all those great video games that I played. Uh, the game that this most reminded me of currently would be Ghosts of Tsushima. Because oh. that is a samurai game. And that is what's going on here in Minute 108. Yeah. You have two warriors back-to-back against a horde in a very traditional Japanese garden. Yes. The the cherry blossoms are falling. The, the drums are pounding. Like, this yes. is 100% samurai cinema right here. And that, actually, that game actually really emulates that. For those of you who have not played it, uh, it is... Basically, like the Akira Kurosawa game, it's it's basically so much so that they have a black and white filter you can put over the entire game. And they went to the descendants of Akira Kurosawa and said, "This is what we want to do." And they got the seal of approval. And so when you go into that, it's actually Kurosawa mode. Oh, jeez! Traditional That's Japanese awesome. with subtitles, black and white filter. Uh, you know, like even film grain over the top of it. So yeah, so like I saw that, I'm like, this is exactly what they were emulating here is traditional Japanese samurai cinema. Well, it, you really get it with the two of them sort of, you know, it, the, the, Tony and Rhodey, they're they're mimicking their motions, they're back to back. You have, like you said, the Japanese tea garden, it's, it's all yeah. there. And when the drums kick in. Yes. Well, that's it. Is that yeah. was this just a huge homage? Yeah. Was that is yeah? I mean, yeah, that, that was the idea. Is like that was they wanted to have it be that that was it was the you know the lone warrior, but in this case the the formerly antagonistic brothers, quote unquote, finally had put their differences aside, and now they're going to go up against a waves and waves of disposable enemies because this is not the showdown. This is the working their way through all of the minions, like all of the the yes. low levels. But uh, before that kicks off, then we have uh, one of the most famous shots from this, which is Tony Roy saying back to back, and they say nothing to each other. But they know it's about to go down, and so they turn, and both of their helmets, one by one, k-clink, k-clink, drop in. And I think if you do any best of Marvel montages or anything, this shot is always going to be in there. Absolutely, yes. It's one of the, it's one of the most iconic shots from this entire movie, or even from this series, like of, of the Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. So, okay, we got to talk about this, because now this is, okay, here's the deal. The majority yeah. of this minute is just my notes fight. are yes, fight, fight, fight. Yeah. crap 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 yeah the, uh, <laughs> the, the transcript that i pull from uh has this minute as helmets down shooting begins uh, and that's it that's, that's the, awesome. the entire minute <laughs> okay do you like when i saw this in the theater i absolutely remember okay just as much as the crowd went wild in the theater back in the the monte carlo the grand yes. prix scene when he when he has the suitcase the suit, suit yeah yeah but this was the scene Mm-hmm. Where the crowd erupted, yes, and it and it it begins where boom. Once those helmets go down and the eyes light up, and that's yeah. the cool part, right? 
Yeah. The sequential thing, you get that, okay, we are now about to witness just complete badassery. Like yes. there's nothing else that's going to happen. And it's just, it's well done. So, so getting nerdy about it, how do you think they control when the helmets go down? Like when the, when the, I said, when the visors close, because they don't say anything. It's not like Jarvis battle time or anything. They or- clench their jaw and that, <laughs> and, the, and there's a sensor in their temple that's sent. No, get, I get the, the steely eyed look and they do that. You know, I would assume hand control, hand control. That's my assumption. Okay. And there's some sort of like, you know, there's gestures sure. that you can do that. It does. It it does what it knows what it has to do. Uh, what's yeah. neat about this, too, is that as soon as they do this, we cut to a shot of one of the Marine drones and we're seeing I had it forgotten do- about that. That, that yeah. uh, this 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 two thing actually has a as a third. It has a payoff because it goes like helmet down, helmet down. And they cut to a drone and the drone puts its own face shield up. Right. And, and was that's like, just, oh, I forgot that there was ding, ding, ding. There was like a third point of that. And that's just showing that, hey, this is going to be serious because, yeah, the drones, they're here to ba- they're here to rumble. Like, that's right. this is going to be a real serious hand to hand fight. And then we just see them just raise their arms and everybody is shooting away. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The, the Every gun starts ablazing. And so then we get to see sort of the difference between. War Machine and Iron Man and how they fight everything. So you see Tony basically is going in with the repulsors, like firing from his from his hand beams, everything, like very you know thing. And then Rhodey is basically just holding his position and just <laughs> laying lead everywhere. Like he and even at one point you can see that as he's firing you know with his arms sort of forward that his cannon then goes behind him. So he's actually covering 360 degrees because his right. cannon is independently firing i don't know like i don't know if he's controlling it from inside that he's like you know target anything that's not tony and and blast it so it has its own it has its own independent targeting system yes so it's a bit of ai where it can then find targets and and go nuts and and he can take control of it or just let it go on its own yeah so yeah so i remember doing a very traditional sort of like blasting thing and then when and even a drone gets too close then he goes full hand to hand so he was like there's a rocket knee up and then a rocket elbow down uh to to mash through an army drone uh which is which is super cool and then later on when uh it gets close to rody then he does a like a kick he does the basically and so they said in the first animatic that he was it was sort of like doing this martial arts like he was almost like a like a sidekick and they went oh no 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 like we we have to differentiate because tony is like has the he sort of has the krav maga boxing thing going on like he's like you know he's like sticking and moving and and punching and stuff too roadie has to fight differently and so they said oh he needs to kick like a biker (laughs) that's the note they gave and so when he does finally kick you see him just like sort of rear back and just like you know launch into a guy like he's you know kicking him out of a bar because they, uh, like, they really wanted funny. to have the two different fighting things. So the other thing that they really wanted to have, and and this goes right back to the Japanese cinema thing, is um, because this is the total bloodbath, because you know, these are robots, they can just completely let loose uh, and destroy everything. You see War Machine you know, gets really close to one of them and just cuts a guy in half with his blast, I mean, like, like with machine gun from one of his gauntlets, and then oil blasts out and splatters his face. And that is straight out of samurai cinema, like the blood, you know, like the the katana cuts through, and suddenly you have the blood splattering the face. But in this case, it's oil, so they can get away with that kind of stuff. So they can do these incredibly brutal moves of ripping people in half and ripping off arms and stuff too. And they're robots, so eh, 
<laughs> so, the, you know, so this whole scene, like you said, was was all storyboarded by Jenny Taratovsky, like we talked about before. Right. Like he really got into all the different things that they could do in this, and including that, you know, because he invented, he is like one of the co-creators of Samurai Jack. So I'm like, you can right. see the Japanese cinema influence here. I love the sequence. Well, first of all, just going to all this stuff you just talked about, the the attention to detail in the particle animation, yeah, the the destructive when when Tony gives that flying upper knee, yeah. which by the way he's using he's using his repulsors in his feet to even. I mean, this is ultimate yeah. wrestling, right? right? He's right. giving massive amounts of inertia to to what he's doing in momentum, but to see all that all the components just fly apart and the drones that he's destroying, and then. The just amazing one is, yeah, when when Rhodey takes one down, basically cuts it in half with yeah. his machine gun, you're seeing an incredible amount of detail. And then, yeah, all the oil, like, okay. Yeah, that's the only time in this movie we actually get to see sort of the en- the endoskeleton. Right. Like, that we actually get to see a little bit of what's inside. And, it, and it's obviously, it's, it's uh, sparking and oil covered and blasting of it, too. But, like, we, as the chest opens up, you get to see a little bit of, like, the sort of framework that ivan has put into it because i mean i remember these were suits yes so he correct. had to put something into all of them in order to make them work and i love um as that that's a marine drone that's coming up to him because once again you can tell because the camouflage i love that it's got its face shield up but the animators went in and even had the detail that once he his gunfire blows apart the shield you can see the blue glowing sensor fly away <laughs> that's right the the, the okay it's i mean this yeah. is worth slowing down frame by frame because yeah, it is it, it is ugh. vicious and gorgeous ilm went out of their way in this one this is amazing yeah tony then you see tony punching through one of the drones That's a <laughs> and then not drone. even stopping just like but and then just switching into it and then you get to see a little bit of the combat I uh, heads up like the right. differences like where he actually is like he has different uh, things over his face and his eye that he's like it's it's showing not only the damage he is to it, which currently is nothing but also like where the threats are coming from so that he can do it so I mean it's really, you would think that Jarvis would be like giving him you know heads up thing like, behind you sir and like that kind of stuff but no it's it's like this is I guess this is full hands-on mode well it's hands-on mode and the the beauty of this detail is that, okay, so when you see the graphic, yeah, there's like now information is now circularly designed right around one of his eyes. Yeah. Okay, the, the reason for that is, is because now that he's in hand-to-hand combat, it's fo- it's allowing his eye to focus more clearly. It's like a heads-up display in a car. We're like, okay, we're throwing the speedometer up on your windshield because when you're driving and if yeah. something happens, right. you want the just the critical information that is closest to where your eye is focused on. This is brilliant. Yeah. This yeah. is and the directional arrow showing where is the threat coming from. Yeah, I mean, come yeah. on, and that's great because then we get to see what it is that his eye has picked up as targeting because someone has targeted him with a missile, and so right. because of this, like he, you, what we we don't know what he's seeing at the time, but he's seeing something, and so when it cuts back outside, oh, it's a missile, and he just leans back far enough that the missile whooshes right past him and explodes against the ground, I think it is, and then like you can also see there's a drone right behind it that probably got damaged by that, and then he does, and we have a recurrence of phantom technology, because as Tony Stark then stands there and raises arm, these like circles like go around his wrist and expand out, and then micro missiles launch out from his 
his gauntlet and blow up three drones that are facing off against it. What the hell is that? We've never seen that before, and I don't think we ever see it again. Well, no, but those are part of the Mark Six suit. You see, those I, are I, a and that's ring fine. Of- I'm, I'm fine with that part, but it's a, but you know, it's like he has the shoulder ones we've seen before. But like all of a sudden, no, there's like, oh wait, you've got them in your wrist now too. Like, wh- okay. where, where did this come from? So when you go to the description of the, this, is one of the things that's laid out when we've gone through the itinerary of what's in the inventory of what's in these suits. Right. These are technically a, a, a ring of micro munition missiles that are housed in each gauntlet of the suit. So technically, both arms should have them. Yes. These small missiles can be fired at an enemy and are able to embed themselves in a surface before detonating. Again, once again, thank you to all of the wiki, the wikis yeah. for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that have this detail. Yeah, this is a great. Um, John Favreau clearly is a fan of this type of micro missile targeting system, right? Because we've seen this. This was in the first one. Like that was. This is kind of how he took out the tank, right? But it's also shown up in another show of his that is more recent. <laughs> The, the Mandalorian has these two. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, that's right. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I see that in inside the Marvel Studios Visual Dictionary, uh, they talk about it being advanced micro munition missile launchers. Right. And then something else, which we're going to talk about here in the next next half of the minute. Oh, he's got other new technology too. Yes, yeah. this is nice. I think part of this is, well, look at we're seeing this new suit show up, right? And we know it's new because it's got a triangular arc reactor on the front of it. That's or at right. Least the, the light. Right. And also, I, I think, and a little bit, I, I noticed now as we, as you can zoom in, he also has a, a bit of a widow's peak. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's much deeper. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Much the, deeper the, red. The, right. The, the sort of, there's a notch sort of in the, in the, the helmet. So it's not quite so much like one solid piece. It's, it has like a, a divot in the top, which is, which is straight out of the comics. I mean, like that. Right. So he has had that. That was another change that they made yeah, in the design. No, yeah. I love these. The the effect of this micro th- of this micro missile launcher. I love the blue illumination that's in the housing mm-hmm. of the gauntlet. Right. I mean, it's a it's an awesome effect. And then we see it. Um, all of these micro missiles hit three drones. It looks like uh, an one army of each, and I think. Yeah, yeah, one of each. Oh yeah, it is one well, of each. Yeah, and then uh, they embed and then they detonate, and yeah. it's an awesome explosion effect. Very well done. Yeah, so that and that, then we have the only dialogue for this minute happens there yes. too. And so Tony basically like he has got these new micro munition missiles, and so he like he goes, "You see that?" And Rhodey goes, "Yeah, yeah, nice." Because <laughs> of all people, Rhodey would appreciate a really good missile strike. You know, he's a military no. guy. He likes Tony's punching and blasting. Yeah, and say if if you pause it, you can see just the the gallons of oil like spilling out from these guys from these drones. If like, this was okay, really. Like, this, this would be part. intestines and you this know, would be blood and blood and gore and yeah, exactly. Viscera. Yeah, there's there's the yeah, and that's that's when the the kick happens. Yeah, and then we we go outside uh, their their uh, suits and okay, we get. I remember this is the one. This is the moment I remember. Right. So so you can see. Yeah, I mean, War Machine is much more of a brutal yep. attack mode. And okay, we come to what is this just amazing moment. Where it's full blown, all guns firing off a of war machine suit. Yeah. And he does this whole thing where he pulls his arms apart as he's firing, the guns firing behind him. And I'm going to tell you, I can distinctly remember the crowd going nuts <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the most expensive minute in this movie. Yeah. Because every second of this is, you know, ILM just right. going at, at the, 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 
peak of their powers and their computing power and processing and everything. And there's just so much going on. You can see as as this shot is panning, there's another, you know, there's another army drone that's been flying and is landing in another spot. But just it's War Machine. This this is the moment, I think, where comic book fans, if you're a War Machine fan, you went, oh, they did it. Right. Yeah. Like they went full on War Machine. And wow, this is incredible. We're seeing this in Iron Man, too. So nicely done. Yeah. Agreed. It's yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It's just beautiful violence. <laughs> so now yeah. um, we have another occurrence of phantom technology because another <laughs> of Tony Stark's inventions comes out of nowhere. We've had you know a hundred and seven minutes for them to uh, give us any type of information, but no, this is going to be a, a big surprise. So Tony says, "Rody, get down." And then he, you see on the backs of his hands, start to glow red. Uh, Rhodey drops to the ground, and it turns out that uh, Iron Man now has, like, cutting lasers, essentially. Like, he, he goes through, he and he does a full, I would say, pirouette. Yeah. <laughs> and spins all the way around and cuts all the remaining drones in half. He's, he spins, like, I think three times, uh, you know, in almost like an... In, ice skater mode he's getting some i think he's getting some uh help from his uh repulsors i think he's getting a little movement he his feet leave the ground i think you don't well, you see know, that one of the I original iron man armors did have roller skates in his feet oh jeez i'm saying hey like if he's got lasers that come out of nowhere why not roller skates so uh, okay first of all this is and this is another another obviously notable addition to the to the mark six suit Yes. They are. It's a laser system located in the back of each hand that can easily cut through virtually any material, including most metals. Um, the only problem is they have a limitation, which I don't think we. Yeah, I don't think we get to in this. Minute. We don't. We don't. We, don't. Yeah, we have the it, it, it blasts out, cuts everybody in half. And then there's a moment of silence because everyone's just like. Yeah. And the last thing is what? then a tree that he also cut through because the thing uh, falls off to the side. <laughs> so, all right, a couple things to say about this in terms of uh, graphic department. Right yes. before he does this, we see it all happen in the heads up of the suit. We see his hands on the diagram that's in his his display um, power up, and then we see a power meter, two power meters that power up fully. Yeah, one we know hand. something's charging in each hand. We know something's happening. And then, okay, again, brilliant. When he does the close-up of crossing his hands in front of his chest, you see the panel open up. Before mm-hmm. it lights up again, just guys, incredible, yeah. incredible detail. This is what this is. I, I can say just as a moment of, of, uh, of post movie commentary, this is what I miss. I really miss the actual physical suit. The more they had it and, and John Favreau even yeah. talks about this thing, the more yeah. they added stuff in and had it nanotech and it's like, Oh, I'm wearing it all the time. And it comes from the thing or whatever. The more it just becomes, Oh, it's just a magic suit. Now like this, when it's actually like, the pieces slide and move and parts fall off. And, you know, like, like this, like, even though I know this is full CG, this is like, there's right. this, this physical suit did not exist, you know, at all. I still like the illusion of having a big clunky mechanical thing. The, the mechanic thing that we talked about from, uh, you know, from the, that, that the builder part, as opposed to like, and now it appears you lose some, you lose something. Wait, I just want to say this. Sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to go off on that big rant. I didn't want to no. derail your thought too much. <laughs> no. 
dude, we've been, this is the theme. We've been doing this a long time. Do you know what's amazing about you saying that? What? I had a moment when I was watching this and preparing for this. I said, you know, this is the moment where I realize I missed this too. Yeah. And do you know why? And I'm going to say something that we could, we could lead us down a really ridiculous rabbit hole. Okay. Because when Iron Man's suit changes from the glory days of this yes. to what he becomes later on, that's because the character be- goes from being Batman to Green Lantern. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Right. That's true. You're right, because full CG. Like, he becomes the, the, well, the even full the whole CG way suit. he, he yeah. does stuff. Yeah. You know. It just magically appears. I mean, like it, I, the 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 fight scenes in Endgame and I guess Infinity War more more than Endgame, right? Where he can the suit can react to stuff. You know, like now right. I need a shield. Now I need a thing. And you know, like you, and, and that's that's cool. Like I, I I I dig that. But at the same time, when it's just like woos over one thing, is I kind of right? just go. Oh, it's just it's you you don't have that visceral thing anymore of like when Captain America's shield hits somebody you hear it clang and I love that you know it's just like the because you know it's a just a big freaking metal disc uh, but like yeah but no it's just like the the woo woo of it too and I, and then I feel the same way about Spider Man when they give him the full yes. Iron Spider thing I was like yes like like I can't you know when the the climax of Spider uh, we're so far out um, I know the future that's why I was like too. I knew but, I knew <laughs> the, the homecoming when when the, the climax of Spider-Man Homecoming, when he's just in the hoodie yes. and the goggles, I love it because you know it's like he's actually wearing a hoodie and goggles. No, I I, I, I think thought the, of that. I yeah. mean, seriously, this was the moment because because of the the missiles in this gauntlet and the laser. And I'm like, when you see all of the beautiful panels moving and everything, yeah. you get that sense of well, not only do you get the sense that it's mechanical and right. it has tactile sound and feel. But there is also that great limitation of, hey, I only got what I got in my toolbox. Right. Right. Yeah. So have what you brought with you, not just you can't just magically make it turn into a different thing. And and there's some there's some inherent drama. There's a better action anyway. Okay, we digressed. Yeah. But (laughs) but yeah, I do do miss this. And so and so to to wrap it up then for uh, in in a nice little package then. Dear Marvel, as as I know, so many Marvel executives are listening to this thing. When you bring in Riri Williams for Ironheart, however you plan on doing that, exactly, give her a physical suit. Now, I'm not saying take that poor young actress and put her in a big, heavy metal clunky thing. Is like right, you know, motion cap CG, you know, put the thing on, but make it a physical suit that she has made, and not magical nanobots that come swarming out of a thing and can magically turn into whatever you want, like. Make it big and clunky and it's leaking oil and, you know, have it. I, I, want a, I want a bit of kit bash. Okay. You ready for this? Hit me. Because her suit is going to be so sleek and minimalist. Yeah. That it only has the storage capacity for so many weapons and tools at a given time. Yeah. She has to load them and that's all she has then. Right. You can still do the the creation and the forming of them but you can only, you only got so many things with you at any given moment yeah suddenly you're That's fighting a person want. with a laser katana and you're like yes. oh i didn't bring the shield thing because i didn't know that that's who i'd be fighting so then you have to then you have to be smarter and improvise your way through it i mean that's the thing that was great about the early iron man stuff is that his suit couldn't do everything so he had to figure out how to 
adapt to with what he had to whoever he was fighting because you know on a, on a day to day am i gonna be fighting blizzard am i gonna be fighting whiplash am i gonna be fighting modok i have no idea so i can't have the suit do everything that's why he built multiple suits that's why there's a thor buster that's why there's a right and a hulk buster that's why there's a stealth suit because they have different capabilities for different things I, mean, I obviously they we touch on that in iron man 3 but that's it but yeah we say. <laughs> Meanwhile, the well, you, guys are like, "You're only supposed to talk about Iron came, Man too. How well, this, dare this you? Minute, you know, the last minute was kind of sketchy. This yeah. minute, you've come on along a magical carpet ride with us. One That's last right. thing to say: as uh, they do this final crazy moment of just dismembering many drone bodies, yeah, we get a nice. I, I again love this effect. We've talked about it before. It's that same glowing edge effect that we saw on the racetrack where Whiplash has started to slice the car. Oh, and remember right. we talked about that yeah, wonderful, that like line. that yeah. clean edge, but you can see where the edges of the metal are molten. Are, because yeah, of, yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. It's an, it's another great way to show the amount of devastation he just did in the dark without making it grotesque. Well done. Yeah. Very nice. And, and I pity the poor insurance agent who's going to get a claim from Oracle. Somebody <laughs> burned down our Japanese garden. Dude, the garden's trash, man. It's, <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Well, also, let's not also forget that $200 million of hammer tech that you just destroyed. But that's yeah. something else. That's another yeah, topic. Very, very true. <laughs> um, what you're worried about, of course, is what's happening with... Pepper! Everyone's wondering that now. They're like, okay, Justin, but what's happening with Pepper? Well, you're not going to find out until minute 109, but you need Ooh. to stay subscribed to find out what's going on over there. Uh, in the meantime, as we've been talking about beautiful images and homages, uh, I think where better to go to talk about Beautiful Place than the social media app designed specifically for beautiful images, and that, of course, is Instagram. And we are over on Instagram as well. You can follow us at the next reel. We try to have a as beautiful as we can do to uh, celebrate the announcement of our shows and whatever else is going on in the world. Uh, so add us to your feed. We guarantee it'll make it 1% better, at least. I think that we can live up to that, can't we? Definitely. So I'll be back here for minute 109 as we check in on what's going on and the rest of the thing. And uh, I'm sure this is the end of the fight, so we don't have to ever worry about anything else happening. Because, you know, That's drone's it. done. They're all done. Done and They're dusted. Gone. Now it's time for a kiss and we head home. Mm. No? <laughs> Remember, there there's seems like there's coming. something. The, the something, agent something. we forgot. We do we miss Black someone? Widow saw something. Uh, Remember, she saw. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, there's something. Ah, I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah. Enough said. Bye.